there's smoke coming from the kitchen! Fire! Oh God! Oh. Matthew, what are you playing at? The sink was on fire, so I smothered it with a tea towel. Oh, well done, genius. Way to ruin our plan. What plan? We set fire to the dirty dishes, then the fire brigade come along, power hose them all down, and we don't have to do the washing up. Oh, well, time for plan B. I'll get out my power hose. No, Ben. My penis, then? I've got it. We sledgehammer through the kitchen ceiling and perform a rain dance. <laughs> it's a raining man. <laughs> Hallelujah, it's a raining man. No! <laughs> Why can't you just do the dishes yourself? Because then I don't get to do my dance. Besides, you've just singed the tea towel. Look, one of you two will have to do it. Well, it's not going to be me. If I'm going to wear rubber, it's not going to be gloves. It'll be my latex leotard. And it's not going to be me. I've got issues with doing the dishes. Well, there's only one way to settle this. We're going to have to have a... Flashless Slumdown! <laughs> Ahoy hoy and welcome to Flatshare Slamdown coming to you from the Soho Theatre in London. This is the flat-based panel show that says No, I don't want no scrub. Scrub is a guy who won't get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Try to holler at me. I'm the host and landlord, Matthew Crosby. And while they're under my roof... I genuinely wanted to start with Scrub is a guy who thinks he's flying. It's also known as a buster, but it's too long. Um... Well, let's introduce the two guys I hang out with. Uh, it's Tom Parry and Ben Clark. Oh! Yeah. So, Tom, why are you being such a washout? Out, let it all out. These are the things I can do without. Come on. Okay. Talking to you. No, oh, You've got to no one to hold them, no one to fold them. Now, um... <laughs> Tom, this is, turning into music this is basically a jukebox now. We've turned it from podcast into jukebox. So, Tom, why are you not going to do the washing up for us? Well, terrible incident. A few years ago, there I was at the kitchen sink. I was doing the washing up. I slipped on some bubbles on the floor and I landed on my face, but it was the side of my face that I had just buttered. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Suds Law. Law. Do you know what? I'm now going to have to remove that from later in the script, Tom. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I've got about three Suds Law jokes. I've, uh, got another, I've got another one, but if I'm going to do it, you're in it for the long haul. <laughs> if I'm going to do this, you've got to be with me at the end. Can I just say, this is what Tom was like. When Tom used to do stand-up, when Tom used to do stand-up, he used to start his sets with this. This is his opening. Listen, guys, if, if I start talking now, you've got to be with me at the end. <laughs> Sorry, Paul, you were going to say something. No, I was going to express the same outrage that you were expressing. I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing we were allowed to do. Yeah. That's yeah. comedians. You know what? You're allowed Listen, to beg. When I, when I tell this story, at the end, you have to laugh at it. You're going to get it We should play the game in a second, but listen, um, can we... Tom, we're in Don't for the... Don't you dare try and rush this We're in bed. for the long haul. <laughs> I saw that gesture, mate. Producer Ben just <laughs> This is happening. Producer Ben just did what we like to call the draw it out, draw it out uh, gesture. Make it I'm longer. Not, I'm not going to do the washing up, Matthew, because I used to work in a seafood restaurant and Jesus I used to do the washing up with a German fellow by the name of Hans. Now, in that seafood restaurant, oh, people, there was... People are already against this. 
But not wait, even wait, his hang joke. Hang on a sec, hang on a sec. They may be back on board by the end. That was the only caveat. That was it. They can go as far away from the bits during the bits, but by the end, there is going to be a standing O, Mr. Paul F. Dobkins. A standing O. Now, in that particular seafood restaurant, there was a Hungarian waitress who went by the name of Your Face. Now, Your Face was very fond of the fish that were in the tank in that sea restaurant. There was one piece of seafood in particular. It was a little squid. It was a bright green squid, and it wasn't a very clever squid. And oh, your face loved that squid. And no one would eat it because it looked so silly and it looked so green and it was so stupid. But one day, a man came in and said, I want to order that squid. And your face said, no, not the squid. He said, yes, kill that squid and I will eat it. So she got the squid, she went back into the kitchen, she picked up the knife. She said, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. The manager said, unless you kill that squid, you're fired. She said, I just can't do it. So they got the washer up and the German washer up her hands. He came over, he picked up the knife, he said, I'll do this. He picked it up, he said, I just can't do it. Yeah, I know I how he feels. I just can't do it. The manager said, oh no. Hands that does dishes is as soft as your face with the mild green, fairly thick squid. <laughs> What I like is, Paul, you stood up. Was that even a slogan in America? Well, slogans are slogans. Yes! Oh! Yes! You're my ideal audience member, Paul. I imagine that was a joke. Yes. <laughs> I, I sussed it up. It really is amazing to see an American perspective on British comedy because it suddenly really does explode the myth of the special relationship. <laughs> Paul has come over, flown across the Atlantic. It's like, man, this, this is fucking bullshit. Like, <laughs> that is the worst Paul F. Tompkins impersonation I've ever heard. You remember the episode of Death Comedy Jam where he came out wearing a suit with his own face spray painted onto that suit? Oh, well, we've, we've, we've pretty much met our other guests, but we should have a proper chat to them. So, uh, Tom, who have you brought with you? Just quick, just quickly tell me who it is. Well, Matthew, the Jamboree is in town, and yeah, and the Jamboree needed a bit of sport. It was all about entertainment. People were complaining, so I hired the best. <laughs> was that the reason people were complaining, or I don't know. were you the opening act? Could that be the case? I hired the best bare knuckle prize fighter that Wales could toss up. It was, he's genuinely taken up boxing. Yeah, but only, yeah. only in the last five days. So, uh, <laughs> it's I, Ellis, the triple jab. <laughs> James! Yeah! Wait. Now, I know for a fact that Ellis, Ellis is only knows the triple jab because he's been inoculated. That's the only reason. <laughs> he's had his BCG. I am not going to get German measles. No way. <laughs> so, uh, Ellis, what kind of a flatmate are you? Technically, but... <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't pull my weight when it comes to the washing up and that sort of stuff. But I, I see myself as a vibe man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like the sort of bezes from the Happy Mondays. I'm like that for the house. So, yeah, yeah, you know. If you've had a bad day, bloody go into my fetid room. and <laughs> Some of the impressions I'll do will be absolutely top draw. <laughs> 
You're not going to do any impressions of <laughs> <are you>? No. <laughs> I, th I thought you were setting yourself up to do some fantastic impressions, but then oh, apparently that was no, the end no. of the well, anecdotes. Well, well, I, I would vibe it based on how bad a day my flatmate had had. Okay, well, say, for example, I'm your flatmate, yeah. and I've just spent a day with Tom, yeah. and uh, oh, he's told me a long... day ever! He's told me a long-winded story that relies on a sort of Nanette Newman pun yeah. at the end. Um, how would you cheer me up? Well, you'd come into my room, you'd bring up the fact that I hadn't done any of the washing up, and I'd say, let's talk about that another time. Why don't I be a humble Scottish fish and chip shop owner? <laughs> <laughs> so these aren't impressions of people I've met or heard of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be given creative licence then. So I'd be like, oh, would you like a double batter sausage with that? And, and you, yeah, thank you. It's very, I, feel, I feel cheered up already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am going to end the conversation immediately, yeah, yeah. though. Um, uh, ben, maybe a Northern Irish call centre. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I haven't hit this month's targets. Oh, boo hoo! Um, so, uh, Clarky, who have you brought along? Well, rather embarrassingly, all the way from the United States of America, it's actually the Comedy Police. Um, <laughs> I didn't realise we would have such a shocker early doors. So uh, it's Paul F. Tompkins! Hello, Paul. I'm glad Ben qualified which United States he was talking of. Of America. Of America, yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that's the one you're from. Today we're, we're trying to solve the problem of who's going to do the washing up. Are you a washer-upper? I am a washer-upper. I'm very good at it. I will say that as a flatmate, I am as good as the company I keep. So I will either be washing up for the good of the house, or I'll be washing up in a passive-aggressive, loud way <laughs> that lets everyone know that I was the one who did it. That is introductions over, because we, we do actually need to do this podcast. I, I didn't uh, get to do my impressions. Oh! <laughs> I apologise. Who are your cheery-uppy characters that would, you do for your... Would you like to hear a North Carolinian bakery assistant? Yeah! yeah. I believe we would. I thought you might. Is this enough dough? <laughs> Can you imagine the fun if we lived with each other? Oh. It was <laughs> Let's do round one. Let's go. Wash me up. <laughs> if you don't wash me up, I'll start to rot. What was wonderful? What was wonderful about that was I heard Paul when you heard the first uh, chords go. I think I get this, 
And then when he had the first line, wash me up, he's like, oh yeah, I definitely get it. Yeah, it's... Uh, what, do you think it was going to be slightly cleverer than that? I, I, I never wanted that to end. <laughs> so uh, the round one we're going to play uh, this week is called Bitch in Sync. Are we going to play my round where we clean an old baked bean can to impress a lady, scour tin for girls? <laughs> No, we're not. We're playing bitch and sing. Uh, I'm going to do my round. Tweet ta uh, tweet owl. Wait, <laughs> wait. <laughs> tweet uh, another another tweet. Clocky. Teet teet owl. Where teet? Can I just wait? Hang on a second, gentlemen. Can I just say teet? That's got to be three strikes in your out, Clocky. That's. You cannot have three run-ups and the word tea towel teat. to make the pun. You're gonna you're gonna milk an owl. Is that what you're gonna do? I'm, I'm gonna milk an owl. This is the thing I'm gonna milk do forever. Teat owl. Teat owl. I wanted to try it. I wanted to try it because it felt like fun. I knew it was fun to say. He's going crazy. Owl. Teat owl. Cuba Sudding Junior. No, we're not gonna do. We're going to play Bitch in Sync. In this round, I'm going to give each team something annoying which they have to complain about whilst both speaking in unison. They'll literally have to bitch in sync. So, uh, Tom and Ellis, you're going to go first. Yeah, it's almost more fun to hear the name of the round than hear the round <laughs> itself. We, we found that out. Um, so, Tom and Ellis, you're going to go first. Do you understand the rules? Tom, yes. you might want... Yes. Yes, we do. Okay, great. <laughs> let's uh, let's start. Your topic is relationships. Bitch in sync. Okay. Why, Why do, do birds? <laughs> you're supposed to be no, hang on, you're supposed to be complaining about this. <laughs> well, uh, up here. Every time I could speed up this. You are haven't. Done the washing up. Oh, hold tight, hold tight. Are you using the slightly misogynistic term? <laughs> oh, come on, mate. It's 2013. We're a post feminist country now. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay, so why do birds always appear when they haven't done the washing up? <laughs> Give us a little bit more on that. What are other problems you've had within relationships? Well, well. <laughs> Okay, right, I'm... Can I just say, Tom, you came up with this round. How can you... How can you not... When we, when we demoed it earlier on, you were better than this. Well, I'll give you one final chance, at the moment, I can't... I can't give... I'm supposed to give you points out of ten. You're in minus numbers at the moment. <laughs> well, now it's Ben and Paul's turn. <laughs> Just getting the hang of that. <laughs> now, really, the bar has been set so phenomenally low. I know, Paul, you've only been in the country uh, for uh, 24 hours, but you've probably already got a good idea. Your topic is the state of Britain today. Now, bear in mind, Clarky had trouble talking on his own a second ago, so I think this is the way forward for me. Owl. Okay. Teet owl. Already, you've got one point just for doing that. Off you go. Bitch in sync. 
Why is it that when I look round, all I see are layabouts and flippity jibbits? We were all thinking it. We were all thinking it. Someone had the guts to say it. Oh, I'm so glad that wasn't racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say I it's also... going to be Filipinos for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to hear more of that, but I'll give you extra points because, Paul, you adopted a British accent as well. <laughs> so did I. Very impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> OK, what else is wrong with the state of Britain today? I mean, do me a favour. <laughs> Bring, Bring back, back Thatcher. Thatcher. <laughs> he said it, he said it. Oh, my God. Did Clarky take control for a split second Whoa. there? It all... Danger, danger. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know I had that opinion. <laughs> So, I think the winners there have to be... Ellis and Tom! Paul... <laughs> Ellis... No, it has to be... <laughs> it has to be, purely for the use of the word flippity jibbit, I'm going to give uh, a full ten points to, uh, to Ben and Paul there. I'm going to give... I'm going to give no points to Tom and Ellis. Uh, Whoa, why do birds suddenly appear? <laughs> I think that may have been pre-written, Tom. Um, <laughs> but it's not over yet. There's still everything to play for as we head into Flat Games. Let's play together Games Let's play forever Roll the dice Spin that thing Put that there Do as you're told Games If you lose you get nothing Games If you win you get gold 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 It's a real catchphrase flat games where we take a classic game and change both the name and the rules creating a far less classic game. This week <laughs> is our take on tic-tac-toe, limerick-tac-toe. So in this round the teams are going to make up limericks. They're going to alternate lines between the two team members but in what we are describing as our most underwhelming twist to date. After each line they must pop a tic-tac into their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> We've got sponsorship! We've got sponsorship! No, I actually bought these. Um, I mean, this is hardly a spectator sport at the best of times, but on an audio podcast, Christ alive, it's heartbreaking. The listener at home will have to content themselves with the knowledge that whilst our ideas are stale, our contestants' breath, minty fresh. <laughs> Points, as always, for performance, interesting rhymes, and as this is a limerick, gentle bawdiness, uh, I'll give you a, a place name for the first line, but feel free to add an adjective or profession to your humorous protagonist. Uh, so, Ben and Paul, do you want fruity or minty for the Tic Tacs? Mm, fruity. fruity. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can stop that now. When Matthew explained the rhymes to Paul just before we came on stage, <laughs> Tom said, uh, you do have limericks in America, do you? <laughs> you don't know. Uh, okay, so, Ben, you'll be doing the first line. So your protagonist, as we're at the Soho Theatre, comes from Soho. Off you go. There once was a girl from Soho <laughs> who did just glance down and say, oh no. When she saw both her tits, <laughs> she went into fits. <laughs> At all tits. 
just to remind you, you're talking about a busty epileptic. Um, <laughs> she, so there once was a girl from Soho who looked down... Who just did glance down and say, oh, oh no. no. She looked she at looked her tits. tits and, and she went into fits. <laughs> and then she went into a field to have a mow. <laughs> Soho and oh well Mo almost uh, yeah. It, it's a soft rhyme, but it's still <laughs> I think it's still it's a half rhyme. It's a soft rhyme for this gentle comedy. Uh, <laughs> okay, well that wasn't a bad start. Uh, let's play with Ben and Paul's team. I don't know why, just the, the script says so. Uh, but this time, Paul, you can start it off. No, your place language. Your place name. Uh, your place name is Philadelphia. <laughs> if you, or if you prefer Philly. Would you prefer Philly? Philly might fit better in a, in a rhyme scheme. But you know what? Don't be silly. I, <laughs> I, accept, I accept the challenge of Philadelphia. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. That's very brave of you as I have to Gosh. rhyme with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, off you go. Philadelphia. <laughs> Limerick Tacto. A chap from Philadelphia <laughs> had a rather droopy... <laughs> he tugged on it often <laughs> and it started him coughing uh, and he exclaimed <laughs> I'm going to have to push you for a rhyme Paul I'm going to have to push you and he exclaimed, neither scans nor... Sorry, can't hear. Oh! oh! Worth the wait! From the jaws... From the jaws of defeat there. What you didn't see was Paul did a celebration lap of the room after that. Uh, <laughs> it, feel, it feels like I'm in eight miles. <laughs> <laughs> it's like eight miles if you paused it and then fucked off for 30 seconds and came back and played the next bit. Um, Another tic-tac. Another tic-tac, yeah. <laughs> well, you get the fresh mint tic-tacs. Uh, I think there's something in those fruity ones. Uh, Tom and Ellis. Now, Tom, uh, you can start off first. And because you're constantly surprised by what comes out of your own mouth, you can choose your own place name. Right. There once was a man from Merthyr Tidfil. Who was brave and very professional. <laughs> he walked with a limp. Um, dressed his wife as a gimp. <laughs> and behaved towards her ever so spiteful. Wait, hang on, no. Uh, hang on, no. How did that get around? Wait. Oh, oh, oh. Everybody from the 313, put your motherfucking hands up and follow me! Excellent impression of Paul F. Tompkins there at the end. Um, <laughs> say what? <laughs> I'm a man of the people, so I've I have to go sense. with the audience, but it sort of made sense, but it wasn't a limerick and it didn't rhyme. It's sort of... I don't know if I can... Right, I tell you what, you've got one more now. You're going to have to help me with this, Ellis. Uh, your, your final place name is... Now, I've got it written out... Uh, oh, I see where we're going uh, Phonetically. Is it clan fire puck gwyn gich goch geroch wim draw book clan tisili or go go go? No, it's a clan fire puck gwyn gich goch geroch wim draw book clan tisili or go go go. Oh! Ooh, 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 ooh. 
abbreviated to ClamViPG. Well, off you go. That is yours. ClamViPG. Okay. There was a young man from ClamViPG who wanted to be on TV. <laughs> His. Uh... <laughs> Tic Tacs! Yeah. <laughs> His Tic Tacs, go on. <laughs> <laughs> His talent was basic. <laughs> Please, Ryman, his park was Jurassic. <laughs> um, his loft was very spacious. No. <laughs> Unacceptable, Thomas. His talent was basic. He worked on a spaceship. <laughs> I'll give you the half rhyme because I want this round to end. <laughs> Paul, when you go back to America, tell them about us, will you? <laughs> do you want to just do a recap? Uh, there was a young man from Tanvald PG. Who wanted to be on TV. His talent was basic. He worked on a spaceship. Yet he always had Kievs for his tea. <laughs> well, we've just found another talent we don't have. Uh, well, that round did exactly what it set out to do, prove the noble and gentle art of poetry is still alive and kicking off. That or airy-fairy lyrical nonsense, let's have a good old-fashioned argument. It's Beef Brothers! Well, if you've got a problem, call it a problem. If you've got a problem, call it a beef. If you've got a beef, maybe we can help you. Beef Brothers, sorting out your beef. Well, uh, it's Beef Brothers. Each week we ask our panel to pit their considerable intelligence against a hitherto unsolved problem. This week's beef comes from uh, Laurie, who is in our audience tonight. And Laurie writes, My flatmate Ron is simply too pleasant. She constantly apologises for things that can't possibly be her fault. Faulty electrics, my own untidiness, and is always so fucking generous. It's so irritating. Now, this is confusing because you're called Laurie. Apparently so. Your flatmate Ron is called a, la a lady, Laurie. right? You've got a lady Ron and a male Laurie. Yeah. Fine, not judging. It's the short form of Rossin, which is a Welsh name. Enjoyable. Ooh. Ooh, you say enjoyable. <laughs> You're doing your own positive heckles. Enjoyable. <laughs> so here's how it's going to work. Ben and Paul, you're going to be on the prosecution team, so you are going to be for Laurie. Uh, Tom and Ellis, your job is to act as the defence, so you are on the side of Ron. Um, but before our teams fly like a paralegal, there's just time for a quick cross-examination. Any questions you'd like to ask to uh, Laurie? How long have you been living with Ron? Uh, not very long, just a few months. Just a few months, so it's still very early on in the housemate relationship. Yeah, it could all go sour. But she's well, been it has very, gone sour. She's been very, <laughs> still being very polite. It's kind of in that period where you should be being nice to each other. I guess so. <laughs> oh, he guesses so. Hang on, <laughs> hang on a sec. <laughs> Easy, Paz. You're not arguing yet. Uh, any questions from the prosecution? Paul or Ben, do you have any questions? Um, how do you know her? Well, they live do together, mate. This is how the... <laughs> I, th I think he meant originally. Oh, okay, I apologise. Uh, she's she's uh, a girlfriend of my friend. Interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry. I will not use that in any way. <laughs> through through a girlfriend of your friend? She's a girlfriend of your friend. Yeah. And you've been bitching too. about her on the podcast? <laughs> Paul said that, by the way. <laughs> and you've been bitching about her on the podcast? <laughs> that was me that time. See what? Uh, and this is a strictly platonic arrangement. 
Well, As if that's possible. Yes. He, please. please. The, I believe I have the floor. <laughs> the boyfriend lives there too. Oh, this yeah. is interesting. <laughs> Wait, are we on your side? Yes. Well, no, we're on right. her side. No. no, you're on. You're on his side. We're on his side. This <laughs> is interesting. <laughs> Do you hear them having sex? Oh, that was an incredible... Someone did an impersonation of him. <laughs> I don't think it was, no. No further questions, Your <laughs> Honour. I have a question. What did you think it was? Yes. <laughs> we had an issue with some trapped pigeons. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I once lost my temper with my flatmates because I woke up in the morning and I could hear all this sort of this banging. I thought, some bloody idiot has left the bloody immersion heater on all night. And I went to investigate and they were making sweet, sweet love. <laughs> Did you get inside their room? No, well, I went and stood next to the immersion heater for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, just to cool down. <laughs> Went, went back uh, past their room and realised what had happened. And uh, well, this boys is the reason will be boys. something else was emerging. Waste not, want not. How long have these pigeons been trapped? Well, we, when we moved in, there were some pigeons and they were sort of nesting in the roof space, and our landlord's solution was to repair the tiles while the pigeons were still in there. The so. pigeons are not on trial, all right? The pigeons are not on trial. So this pigeon family has been walled up in your home. Yeah. And they fuck all the time. <laughs> 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 it's called cabin oh, fever. Great. Waste <laughs> not, what not? <laughs> boys will be boys. Ken, right, okay, that is enough information for our team to make their cases. So I call upon Paul to begin the case for the prosecution, you have uh, one minute, starting from now. What do we even know about this so-called Ron? <laughs> Her name is from a foreign place and then shortened into the bargain. For all we know, she's trapping pigeon families <laughs> in collusion with this landlord so as to drive Lori insane with this sound that could be human beings having sex. <laughs> Or it could be pigeons fighting for their lives. <laughs> Maybe that's why she's so pleasant and happy all the time, because she's covering something up. People have bad dates. Why doesn't Ron? Is it because she's uh, crossing gender boundaries every day? <laughs> I submit to you, whoever is judging this. Is it you, Matthew? The audience. The audience! <laughs> I call Matthew as a nickname. <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> this gender bending, false smiling, crocodile tearsing, pigeon trapping Ron must be stopped before she continues. Yes. Very compelling opening argument for the prosecution. What does the defence have to say? Ellis, you have a minute starting now. Wouldn't the world be much better <laughs> if everyone was as nice as Ron, a woman who's willing to make her own sexual intercourse sound like pigeon entrapment as an act of unity, not 
only with her friends, but with the animal world. That is incredible. She's so nice because she's been blessed by Mother Nature. And Mother Nature said, listen, Ron, do, Ron, Ron. <laughs> and I think, uh, Laurie, that the problem lies with you, to be perfectly honest. I think if you can let Ron into your life, you could grow as a person, and who knows, you might not turn up at podcasts and bitch about people who are bloody good to you, but behind their backs. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the, uh, the case rests. You're right. Ellis James there. Now... So we certainly heard a lot of words there. Laurie, how do you think it's going so far? I'm quietly confident, I think. Oh, Matthew doesn't like that. Um, is, it, is it technically quietly confident if you're saying it into a microphone? <laughs> what a technicality that is. God, you thought you'd get trapped up in legalese, but it's just... That is a point of order, yes. Uh, well, let's see, Clarky. now... Hello. You know you are on Laurie's side. Absolutely. Okay. He's a man. He's a man. Yeah. He's quietly confident. Smash that confidence into smithereens. <laughs> Can do. As you do every week. A minute starts now. Well, this Ron, and it is her name, who is, let's face it, we all know what's going on here. She's having sex with pigeons. And that is not something I can condone. Another season, you can't another cover. reason for making whoopee. <laughs> you thought it was going to be a minute, didn't you? It's 30 seconds. I'd love to finish there. Yeah. Um, she's making poor Laurie red with anger. And Laurie, I will ask you to not be yellow. To stand up to her. Don't be yellow, Laurie. Be red, Laurie. <laughs> Yellow Laurie, red Laurie. Yellow Laurie, red Laurie. Oh. <laughs> the, the, whatever I was doing rests. <laughs> so, Tom, uh, you're going to conclude the case for the defence now. Are you going to do it as yourself? No, I'm going to do it um, as my uh, deep southern uh, John Grisham lawyer character, Mr. Fanshawe Standen. Mr. Fanshawe Standen. The pants are hitched way up. The pants are hitched way up. <laughs> Fans, you're standing presiding and indeed providing. Thank you, Your Honour. Thank you, Your Honour. Wait, is this me? <laughs> My cousin over there. My cousin over there may have been using a lot of damn loud, fandangled legal words there, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. They be using all of them there confusing phrases there that we simple folk, we don't care to think about there. Hell, I see you there, sir. You run the bakery and you do a damn fine job of it, too. This is a small town, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. This is a small town in a world that's getting bigger. Hell, just the other day there, Mrs. Standen received one of them dear emails. <laughs> what is this emails? We're simple folks round here. We don't understand no emails. You want to talk to your friend Terry, 
who is a girl and that's okay, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> then you get on them dead bus and you travel down to see dead Terry. She make a mean apple pie and I'm sure you've tasted it. <laughs> no, this is a small town. We simple people. We, how do you do? We have a nice day. We be pleased, we be thank you. We sure as hell be sorry. <laughs> I be proud to be sorry. You be proud to be sorry. Ron be proud to be sorry. You, you make your decisions, the defense rests. <laughs> Sure, speaking in Patwa there. <laughs> He's from southern Jamaica. He was, yeah. For a while there, everything was decidedly iry with, uh, with I, I didn't know I could do my prosecution or defence as a character. That yeah. would have changed everything. You've done enough characters already in this game. <laughs> Where would he have worked? Where would he have been from? <laughs> he would have been a humble New York um, <laughs> financial advisor. Yeah! <laughs> And how, how humble how would, how would he sound? All I'm going to say is I hope that Ron, if that is his real motherfucking name, has got critical illness cover, life assurance, a decent pension plan, because you can only be nice if you've got your fucking financial life in order. Yes. He's so humble. He does so humble. <laughs> That, that, let that be stricken from the record. That cannot be used <laughs> when Matthew comes to make his decision. Um, uh, so, as much fun as this... You love the idea that the audience is called Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> Keep Absolutely. on using it. I've always wanted to refer to myself in the third person. This is kind of giving me the window of opportunity to do so. Um, so, audience, if you think that Ben and Paul, and therefore Laurie, is in the right... Now, remember, this is about a girl being polite, not about pigeons fucking or a bakery. Um, <laughs> or about... Or is it? The bigger <laughs> issues. Is it? Is it? Okay, so if you think Ben and Paul, and therefore Laurie, is in the right, would you applaud now? <laughs> Laurie, you're not even fucking applauding, mate! <laughs> He's no longer so quietly confident, Clarky. Um, but if you think Fanshawe and Ellis' arguments win the day, applaud now! The defence rests, Your Honour. So, Laurie, you were wrong. How do you feel? I'm less worried about this than the pigeon fucking that I've got to go home with. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. So, the next and indeed final round is, of course, the quickfire round. <laughs> just let's... Let's get... Let's go on, let's just do it. Get out of here. This is the quick fire round. It's the round that goes really quickly. So you'd think it being a quick round, it would have a quick introduction. Ooh, it doesn't. <laughs> Doesn't have a quick introduction It's kind of the joke that we're doing So in the past We've been accused of being too relaxed 
on the quick fire introduction. Well, all of that is about to change because Clarky's going electric with this mother. Listen to me go. Take it away, Clarky. So when Tom left the house, we'd agreed that I'd do a wailing guitar solo at this point in the song. Oh boy, that boy can really play. Um, yeah, that's the problem. It's a bit beyond me at my current level. He's been going to lessons. Very true. I have started taking uh, lessons. Um, and he's bought two new guitars. Yeah, I've spent quite a lot of money, uh, but I still can't do it. So instead, <laughs> I'm just going to eat a packet of crisps. Hey Chuck, hey Chuck, listen to this. It's your cousin, you know, Charles Berry. You know that new sound that you've been looking for. Well, I think, I think that I found it and it is the quick fire <laughs> I do genuinely feel quite bad I, I feel I feel as if I must point out that Chuck Berry's cousin it's called, is yeah. It's Marvin Berry. I know it's Marvin Berry. Doesn't, he have, doesn't have the same name, but just a different form <laughs> as his cousin. I hadn't thought it through, and I, I panicked. I panicked. Tom, we watched the film three weeks ago <laughs> together. Okay. Oh no! Clarky, you really let things rip back then. Stitched up. Thanks, bro. But you made it look pretty easy. It's time I had a go. Check this out. It's not leaping. It's great. It's fucking ass out, mate. Is the quick Judas, excellent work. Um, uh, uh, yeah, okay, so this is the quick fire round. <laughs> I genuinely don't feel like doing it now. Um, of course, in this quick fire round, all the questions will be washing up based. So, Tom and Ellis, let's hear your buzzers. Uh, ben and Paul, let's hear yours. Okay, excellent. <laughs> let's go. Why was the bowl not paying attention? Ellis James. Well, because it's just an inanimate object. I'll give you that. It was actually he was distracted. <laughs> why, 
are people who pack really well for a camping holiday, unable to do the washing up once they get there? Because <laughs> they're pricks. Ben, no. <laughs> the answer is not Ben, because they're pricks. Because they packed everything by the kitchen sink. Correct answer. Oh. Yes. What is the absolute bestest thing to wash up the pots with? Paul of Tompkins. Eat owl. I got it, I got it, I got it. I will it. give you a point, yeah. I got it. Brillo pad. Two points to Ben and Paul. Oh. Which US rapper had a hit song, 99 Problems, but a washing up brush ain't one? Uh, Ellis James. Is it Jay-Z cloth? I, I'll give you Jay cloth, because what I have a Jay-Z cloth even better. Why was Fred Astaire stood in the kitchen sink? Tap dancing. Correct. Uh, what, who is the cleanest horror film psychopath? Squeaky clean Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> from, from a nightmare on Wash Street. Is that exactly yes, right. yes. That's exactly right. Uh, yeah, go on. J-Sync. <laughs> oh, it's in... Jason. Like Jason from Friday the 13th. Jason. No, it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre's Lather Face. Oh, Jesus Christ. In which film does Al Pacino say the immortal line, say hello to my little sponge? <laughs> Paul, Le- Paul F. Tompkins, you, you're up. No, Clarky. <laughs> Scourface. Scourface, Tom Parry. Too good. Role play now. You and your female partner have a male friend over for dinner. <laughs> sorry, 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 it's on a hair trigger. It's on a real hair trigger. After the meal, over the washing up, your friend exclaims to your lady partner, nice norks. <laughs> Why is this acceptable? Why would it be okay to say to somebody, nice norks? If they've got nice norks? No, <laughs> oh, Clarky! You've fallen into it's that trap life, before. Right? You've fallen into that trap before, no. Uh, Ellis James. Because we're actually in a post-feminist No! <laughs> I'll give you a point for that. It's actually that a nork is a single piece of cutlery that combines a knife and a fork. Uh, can you name any... <laughs> or... Can you name any yeah, more yeah, of those? Yeah. Uh, yes, Paul, you almost smashed a glass doing it. Spork. Spork, yes. Any more? A foon. <laughs> Spoon and fork, I'll give it. A fife, a fork and a knife. <laughs> and a banana. <laughs> my favourite said a fork from Macbeth. <laughs> <laughs> a fife, a fife, a, a fork, fork and, and a knife. For thou shalt swear the cutlery crown. A spaff. A spaff? Spatula and a fork. <laughs> I'll accept a spaff. Cheers, mate. You don't know what you let yourself in for that? <laughs> You've earned yourself a right spaff. <laughs> Any final uh, combos? Mind if I spaff on you or not? <laughs> I think that is the final question. I think we'll... <laughs> we can't go any further. That is the end of that. That's our time. Those were our questions. We have uh, a winner. Oh. <laughs> I, I need a complete change of blood after this. But before we find out who is all washed up, it's time for uh, plugs. Pappies have a new TV show on BBC Three this summer. It's called Bad Alts. By the time this goes out for the listener at home, you'll probably be able to find it on BBC iPlayer, so do check it out. If you'd like to see Pappies live, the details of all our gigs and more besides uh, can be found at pappiescomedy.com. You can also find us on Twitter, at Pappies Tweet, and Facebook, Tumblr. We have another podcast called Bangers and Mash, which you can find through iTunes or our website. Uh, Paul and Ellis, anything to plug? We'll start with uh, Ellis. Uh, I made a pilot for the BBC called The Committee Meeting, another comedian called Chris Corcoran, and is on the IE Player. It's very Brilliant! Good. Oh, thank you. And um, Clark Mar- just thinks it's good. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. You know, three uh, stars. And, uh, <laughs> um, 
And uh, my uh, Twitter is Ellis James, just E L I S. James is as you'd imagine. <laughs> You're going to have to work on your signature sign off, by the way. <laughs> uh, uh, Paul, anything to plug? I am available for television appearances. Nice. And you also have a fantastic podcast yourself. That is true. I, I have a couple. <laughs> I have. Uh, the Pod F Topcast and uh, also the Dead Authors Podcast, which is me and uh, improvisers pretending to be uh, famous authors. And I appear as H.G. Uh, Wells interviewing funny people every month. Well, <laughs> you've just met four. <laughs> four seem to be dead authors. Um, if you have any beef you want our help with, you can email us at flapshareslamdown at gmail.com. The hashtag for the show is, as it always has been, hashtag flatslam, or if you prefer, hashtag benders. Um, <laughs> Producer Ben, give us the uh, final scores. One team has 11, the other team has 21. Yes! Hang on a sec. <laughs> Hang on one cotton pick a minute. And today's winners are Ben and Paul. Oh! What the fuck? So the winners get... The winners get a bunch of marigolds. The losers get punched by someone wearing marigolds. Thanks to both our guests. We can probably see you next time on Flatshare Slamdown! Special guests, Paul F. Tompkins and Ellis James. It was devised by Patrick and producer Ben Walker. Big thanks to everyone who came down and see the recording. To Orange Market, British Comedy Guys, to the Soho Theatre for having us, and to Natasha Caffrey for her help. That is Flatshare Slamdown. It's a fuzz production for the internet. Don't tickle me, Thomas. Cheers, everyone. Bye! Thank you, everybody, so much. Hello, this is producer Ben from Flatshare Slamdown. Thanks for listening to the show. I hope you're enjoying the series. Uh, I'm about to do an advert, but after that, I've stuck an added extra from the recording with Paul and Ellis onto the end of this podcast as a thank you for sticking around. So, the advert. As well as Pappy's Flatshare Slamdown, I also produce another panel show comedy podcast called Do The Right Thing. You may know it, but if you don't, check it out at comedy.co.uk forward slash DTRT. Anyway, if any of you are heading up to the Edinburgh Fringe this August, we're recording a new series of Do The Right Thing on the 18th, 19th, 20th and 21st at 11.20pm in the Pleasance Courtyard. The lineups may yet change, but as it stands, we've got some great guests coming on to do the show, including Simon Munnery, Lucy Porter, Sarah Pascoe, who did uh, Flatshare Slamdown last series, rival podcasters Peacock and Gamble, and podcasting behemoth Jesse Thorne. If you'd like to come along and see the show, you can find a link for tickets at comedy.co.uk forward slash DTRT or by googling Pleasant's Do The Right Thing. Right, advert over. Here's a little bit more from Paul F. Tompkins and Ellis James on Pappy's Flatshare Slamdown. May I also say, I, 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 you fellas walked me through the show uh, before we started, but you did not tell me that you were going to play a pre-recorded sketch and that the lights would remain up while the <laughs> sketch was playing. You simply must put the lights down. Like, the three of you have, have written and you appear in the sketch. Do you know what? We put our heads down instead, <laughs> which is a completely different thing. Go a bit red. We just look. I, I just sort of pretend I've got to write something yeah. or look at my bit of paper, yeah, and then I just, by the time I look up, the audience are cheering. But you, but you, you start off by saying, here's one of these sketches, everyone hates them, and we're going to play it anyway, and then I'm not sure as a guest how I'm supposed to react. Were you pretending to enjoy it, Paul? I didn't know why. I, I was kind of going back and forth between sort of just looking around, like, what are you going to do? They're yeah. going to play these sketches, I guess. And then sometimes laughing. Also, issues with the dishes. <laughs> 
unpick that this entire show will unravel I can tell you that right now that was the one joke that worked I, yeah but the, the fact is when it comes to comedy I've clearly been trying too hard I have always said that about it's you actually so, it's so obvious you go on you say you've got to go with me for this <laughs> you say whatever bullshit you've come up with Whoa. people oh come on Tom <laughs> This is Ellis's first episode of Flatshare Slam, Dan. He's never heard us before. Something extraordinary. Like, I'm not doing Edinburgh, right? But, I mean, I've got three weeks. I'm going to do three fucking shows. I'm not going to shit anymore. I'm going to shit anymore. With a lot of added caveats. 